What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is usually our retro Sunday Night Heat review show. But hey, uh, it's 22 years ago today that SummerSlam 98 happened, so fuck it, we're going to review that today, too. And that's going to be kind of our main focus. Hello, ladies. So I'm your host, Corey Smith, and that guy over there, wherever he is next to me, uh, is Jose Oseguera creeping me out with his Val Venus impersonation. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm glad we watched this show. I'm glad, uh, you know, and it, it was a fun show overall. SummerSlam 98, what did you, overall, real quick, in just a couple of sentences, what did you think of the show? It was a chore to begin, but it was a joy to finish. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was one of those shows that uh, when looking back, I'm like, wow, when they say the in-ring product is the best it's ever been today, they were not kidding. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah. it's really where you get um, those slow, methodical paces, and especially in the ladder match. Well, I'll get into all that. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Sunday Night Heat, Episode 5, real quick. Real quick, so it's the pre-show. They're trying to get you to buy the pay-per-view, and then we'll go fully into SummerSlam 98. Uh, before we get into all of that, though, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's kind of the best way to stay up to date with us. We post a lot of uh, cool shit on there or uh as some would say a lot of neat stuff on especially instagram uh check us out there and uh, don't forget to click the subscribe button the bell and all that good stuff because to stay up to date with city wrestling radio and all of our podcasts including the b show that i do every week with michael vagara sometimes two three four times a week depending on how many times they break up those shows (laughs) um but check us out the nba exactly um, check us out on YouTube each week where we review AEW Dynamite and NXT. Uh, so let's just hop right into it. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get into it, Jose? Um, just that I may or may not be convinced to do an unboxing unboxing of this oh, little oh, guy yeah. picked up at our local Walmart. Did, did it? Does it have the title belt? Does it have the belt? I can't tell because he has this scarf. I thought it was supposed to. He's supposed to. Yeah. No. It's not on the sides. No, we'll see. It's not on well, the maybe. Well, maybe. You got to stay tuned to the end of the show to find out. Yes, sir. Uh, so let's get it. Let's get into it. Sunday Night Heat episode five took place uh, August 30th, 1998. Uh, we are on Shane Watch day number five because Shane is still on commentary for Sunday Night Heat. I think this is only going to happen for, I believe, a couple more months. Uh, a couple more months. That's I mean, at least eight episodes. <laughs> this is the pre-show, like I said, for SummerSlam '98, taking place at Madison Square Garden in uh, the wonderful New York City, uh, as Shane calls it, the house that Grandpa McMahon built. Because you know, when you think of the Madison Square Garden, you think of Vincent McMahon Sr. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Shane comes down to the ring, and he's coming to the ring uh, with a live cameraman. Trips up and falls. Did you catch that? When was that she, was that for real or was it? Uh, I th- no, I staged. think that was for real because the entire night, the the whole production team. I don't know. I like that that entrance way at Madison Square Garden, but at the same time, like there's like no veil. It's just like you just see people running around the entire night, all day, all day. You see them back and forth, and they're just you don't like, know if it's a running or if it's just some janitor. And I, it was so hard. Like once I caught it too, I heard it the entire night. Like. I think you hear Vince on the like a walkie-talkie or on something because you hear like 
JR it might be done. It might be somebody else. Yeah. Uh, while Vince was talking during the pay-per-view. Either that was... or there was like a security guard near a microphone somewhere. Maybe because there was a, there was a time where Vince was uh, cutting a little promo with uh, McFoley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he was doing the encouragement bit. And you heard it. And you hear somebody in the background. Okay. Like, tell, tell her to walk away. Huh? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Get her going. Get her going. Let's go. Uh, we kick it off of the first match of the night, LOD 2000. This is Draws an Animal versus the team of Too Much. That's Brian Christopher and Scott Too Much Taylor. Uh, boy, oh boy. We are continuing the uh, the Hawk uh, alcoholic angle, and it is just it's too much to watch, man. Uh, Agreed. Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor, they come into the ring to the jump. Animal Edge. He's just uh, apparently he bought a lot of tickets tonight because he is just all around the arena just watching watching because he's a slow enigma just just uniquely watching everyone um too much is isolating animal from the tag uh animal doesn't uh he doesn't he they hits like a double suplex on too much animal signals hawk uh but hawk i don't know why he goes up to the top they think he's you know it's just this match sucked like you have a drunken hawk the story of the match sorry i'm using my notes this is fucking me up, too. My notes are usually on the computer. I'm just going to do that from now. Sorry. I was trying something new. It's not working. Uh, so what happened was is Draws and Animal come into the ring, and then Hawk comes to the ring. Hawk tells him, yeah, it's all right, man. I, I got it. I got it. It's, it's, I just came from the bar. And yeah. don't worry. I, I got it. I, I'm good to go. And, you know, this isn't me making I, I love fun you, of him. I, but this is literally you. the character he's portraying. Yeah. Uh, so animal, it's now LOD 2000 draw or, uh, animal and Hawk versus too much. And, uh, like I said, edge is watching from the ranks, uh, from the stands, uh, animal goes up, but slightly falls off the top when he goes for the doomsday device. Uh, Hawk goes up again and he just falls over onto animal and, uh, Scott Taylor gets the pin on animal. I give this match a two out of 10 because it sucked. Mm. <laughs> like there's not really much to say about it, you know? Uh, then we have the infamous <laughs> Sable interview with uh, oh, with Shawn Michaels. And HBK uh, uh, wants to know who her mystery partner tonight is going to be in the mixed tag match um, against Mark Merrow and Jacqueline. HBK, he asks her the question and she says, I'm not going to tell you, but I will say this. It won't be one of the oddities. And I'm just like, Sable, okay, great. I I I don't I don't really care at that point. Mm-hmm. Um she she's horrible on the mic and I don't know. I she's she's really bad. She's just bad. I don't care yeah, if Brock well, Lesnar hears this. I don't care well, if you hear this, Brock. Your wife's not let's great. Just, let's just remember it's nineteen ninety eight. Uh oh, yeah. No, I, I I know, I know, I know. Uh, but then there's this a weird part where HK is just like Okay, well, let's just give everyone what they came to see. Me grinding up on you, Sable. And he just starts dancing on Sable. And, uh, yeah. And she's popping out of her dress. And it's, it's, Again, it's 1998. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's it's 1998. So, yeah. Then they both start dancing, and it's just him. Uh, Gangrel with no leather jacket versus Dustin Rhodes. I guess Gangrel only had a leather jacket for one week. and Well, he figured out how cumbersome it was. He, he felt like he said, you know what? I think this leather jacket in 22 years is going to get a podcast in trouble with YouTube and give them a copyright strike. So I'm not going to wear it anymore. And I was like, thank you, Gangrel. I appreciate that. Uh, Gangrel begins stomping on Dustin. Dustin goes for a face buster on Gangrel. Dustin gets Grill up for a power slam uh, and then just kind of just 
sloppily drops him on the ropes. Uh, counter power slam to Dustin. Dustin then uh, does Dustin things, you know, the throat chop and the, the stuff he does in the corner. Uh, elevated DDT to Dustin. Gangrel gets the pin in the win. It was a weird match, but had glimpses of good spots. But and there was some, I don't know, good back and forth. But it was kind of sloppy. Workers, yeah. It was sloppy. Yeah. Know, so there was no plan going into that match. DX arrives to the arena, and then we have the same video package of Mario Lopez and Val Venus from a week before. You uh, know there was a Saved by the Bell uh, marathon last night on IFC. Did, Just was there? Throw that in there. If there was, I'm gonna wait for the Pack Blue marathon uh, because I want to just watch Triple H and Pacific Blue again. And I'm sorry. Come here, I'm, Blondie. I'm, I'm gonna give you a power peak, slam. On the Peacock, they're rebooting um, Saved by the Bell. I heard. I heard about that. AC Slater's gonna be like the gym teacher. Yeah, that's cool. You know, he's gonna be hitting on everybody's mom. Uh, the big Valboski gets, uh, he's in a pool or a hot tub with a bunch of his uh, lady friends. And uh, it's funny how they're still trying to make him somewhat of a face, even though he's a dick, like no matter <laughs> what he does, he's just a total heel. And, uh, he says, even though Lopez is a great actor, he can't get big in the big Valboski's face. And I was just like, all right. That... So I went and I pie faced him. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why Bro, does he sound like watching. he's getting like he sounds like he's getting serviced every time he's talking. I'm mm-hmm. like, if he has some stamina for not like just exploding and then just being girl, <laughs> I need a break. I can't do this. Uh, so, you know, this show's really hard to do when you have your producer dancing in a towel for you and you and you see him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have a Michael Cole interview backstage. Uh, he's interviewing Vince. Uh, but I don't know what the hell they're saying because the mic wasn't working for the first part of it. And uh, all you hear is, and I, I, I won't let Stone Cold uh, come. I vow he won't do it again. I'm like, what? What? He won't do what again? Mm-hmm. Someone in production, tell him. I know he has the earpiece in. Come on. Uh, and then we have probably the most, I, I'm going to say it. I think this is probably the most cringeworthy moment of the night is Jeff Jarrett and Southern Justice coming out to the ring to beat down on Howard Finkel to the point where they're shaving every piece of hair off of his face and head for like three to four minutes. They legit look like they're hurting him for a second. Mm-hmm. And maybe Finkel's working. Maybe he's working me, but I felt bad for, I was like, this is just not right. No, no true story. Just today, a little while ago, I was uh, putting the clippers to my mustache and my clippers has one little clip missing. Yeah, and it cut the shit out of it. Oh my god! Yeah. Now, if you can imagine it forcibly being ran on your face, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. Um. So I, I just I felt really bad for Fank, but it plays into the story later, and that's the one thing about SummerSlam '98 is that there's a lot of playing, a lot of long storytelling within the show, a lot of things in the background that I didn't even notice until going back and kind of looking at little things here and there. Uh, but yeah. Uh, then we have Sergeant Slaughter, Pat Patterson, and Gerald Briscoe. They're trying to take the sledgehammer from Stone Cold because he's waiting for the Undertaker and Kane coming to the arena. And uh, they don't, though. It's Stone Cold. Uh, DOA, 8-Ball and Skull versus Bradshaw and Vader. We continue the complete burial of Vader um, in WWF. Uh, what, did, what did he do to deserve that? Uh, well, you know, he's Vader and he was a WCW guy. Uh, so Bradshaw Vader, they get into each other's faces. They argue about who will start the match. At one point, Vader is whipped into the ropes. 
uh, and his partner Bradshaw strikes him. We have a roll-up uh, pin. Vader loot gets the pin. I, this match also sucked. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Uh, it, it just it didn't do anything for me, only to set up the brawl between Vader and Bradshaw coming up. It's almost like they said this set up heat just to squash Vader every week. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and it's funny because he's like a face, too. You know, mm-hmm. and, and he's super over with the fans. It's because of Boy Meets World. Like, that's one of the main reasons why he's over with the mainstream audience. Yeah. With the mainstream audience. I, I, I and Vince hates that. You put yourself over like that. I never authorized little boys shows. So, uh, but no, I mean, he was a great wrestler and he was IWGP champion, former WCW champion. I, I give him that. He should have been booked better in WWF. But I think Dude, his, his helmet in Japan was insane. But the main reason, I think the reason why he was so over in 1998 as um, as a baby face, it had a little bit to do with his 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 TV roles. Mainstream attention. Yeah, exactly. Mainstream attention. Yeah. Uh, then we have um, McMahon. He's uh, I love this moment because uh, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe and Slaughter, they go up to McMahon and tell him, oh, we can't get the, the sledgehammer from him. And Patterson's just trying to get his line out. He's like, oh, well, you go take it from events. And oh, what, what was that? Well, you go take it from events. Well, I think I will. Well, OK, we'll go do it. Oh, OK, I will. OK. Like, fuck, Patterson would get right in Vince's face, man. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, the Austin, uh, he's backstage. He doesn't give up the, the sledgehammer though. He promises that the pay-per-view will have it, but just make sure he doesn't want to make sure Kane gets involved. So Kane will not show up tonight. Uh, we have a recap of triple H and the rock, um, their journey to SummerSlam, the rock and the nation come out to the ring, uh, before the rock can even say anything, them and DX brawl triple or the rock does get a shot in on triple H though, into his knee with the title kind of playing into their match later. Austin waiting for Kane to take her backstage. A hearse pulls up. Austin breaks the windows with a sledgehammer. Then he proceeds to uh, get a forklift and just lift up the back of it for a second. And it was just weird. And then (laughs) it was really good, though, because they cut it off at the moment where you're like, God damn, I got to buy this pay-per-view. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it was such a cliffhanger. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? It's awesome. Who's in that? Who is the what? Oh, my God. Get your credit cards out. Type it in. Get Call your cable company. Bye. Like, oh, well, fuck. I'm just going to call Don Hendricks right now and give him my credit card number. I want to see this pay-per-view. Yeah. So. No, around those times, I remember it was a uh, call. But uh, I don't know if I would Comcast. trust. I don't know if I would trust Don Hendricks with my um, credit card number. No, 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 no. But yeah, back then was a dial one if you want WrestleMania. Oh no, wait, this isn't WrestleMania. This is SummerSlam. Dial two if you want over the edge. Wait, this isn't what's going on. Dial three if you want SummerSlam. Wait, oh, what? 97. There's, there's too many of them. All right. I don't want SummerSlam 97. I want SummerSlam 98. Let's kick off our full review of SummerSlam 98 finally. Um, because it's the highway to hell. And when you think of the highway to hell, what song do you think of? And ACDC. No, a, a really weird, overdubbed, random, generic guitar song, uh, probably due to copyright uh, laws and all that mm-hmm. stuff. They're not going to pay for ACDC. Oh, it was man. just a bummer because that's what I rem- what like one of the big things I remember about the show is I'm on the highway to hell. Bam, bam, and nonetheless, uh, you know was- what's lame is you know how they have the ECW catalogs. Yeah. And every entrance in ECW was, you know, it, it was a pop song. I'm not, I won't say a pop song, but it was a real legit song uh, on yeah, the radio yeah. or somewhere on somebody's album. Yeah. You hear it now on the network and you're like, oh, come on. 
It's like it was like a fake imitation copy of the 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 theme you want to hear. Like Rob Van Dam, what was his theme? Do you remember? I don't remember any CW. I wonder if our producer does. Well, nonetheless, he's he's fat he's fat checking right now. Then we kick into our first match of the of the actual main card: D'Lo Brown versus Val Venus European Championship match. A match that I got about fifteen minutes and twenty four seconds. What were you gonna say, Jose? That uh, D'Lo is originally from Chicago, but he's in Helsinki, Finland, but he's originally from Portugal. I love that because that's what they're doing for this European title. Um, every week, D'Lo Brown comes out to the ring and they're billing him from another town in, uh, from Europe. Mm. And it's yeah. great. Uh, he comes out to the ring and he still has his chest protector on, um, hurt, getting his chest hurt by Dan Severn, uh, I think, I believe months ago. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's really funny, though, because they take it off later and you see how really thin it is. It literally is just the lightest piece of fabric. Uh, Val Venus comes out. He says, I came. I saw. I came again. And I was like, all right, Val. Cool. I can see the screens behind him with people going like this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I ever liked him as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're trying so hard to make him into Rick Rude. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2.0, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. just failing miserably. Yeah. Uh, the two lock up, and then the two lock up again. Uh, I love how D'Lo goes to shake Val's hand. It was just like, no, don't, just fucking go for it. Val chases him around the ring. D'Lo's chest protector has been reinforced uh, and treated like a weapon in this match. Val it's fights sponge. back. It's made out of sponge. And there's like pieces <laughs> of foil on it. Yeah. Val fights back and hits a spine buster on D'Lo. And then Edge, Edge is walking, watching from another spot in the arena. So like they're just letting this guy go to any seat he wants. And, he's looking for the bathroom. And I love how he's just like one point he's just like next to a grandma, the next point he's just next to some kids. Like then the people next to him are like, "What are you doing, sir? Are you are you okay? Does he need to get by or something? I don't know." But anyways, uh, so I'm I'm watching the match and I'm like, these guys, you know, they're they're, they're great athletes. Yeah. And pretty good workers but something's missing what's missing and then of course jr drops the bomb that one is 26 and one is 27 they're young they're young they're young they're very young so you know uh, psychology still and the crowd i don't i don't want to say the crowd wasn't into this match because when the stuff started to happen they started to pop they didn't mm-hmm. have the uh the distraction of social media back then they were just kind of like yeah yeah what's going on mm-hmm. yeah oh, oh something they happened yay they weren't checking their twitter yeah we get an exploder suplex to D'Lo Brown, uh, Texas Cloverleaf to Val, and D'Lo just decides to release the hold. I didn't get that at all. Even the commentary points are like, well, D'Lo just decided to release the hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he definitely did. That's an astute observation. Yeah, there's another sloppy spot coming up to uh, Val dodges a senton. Do- uh, D'Lo goes, uh, catches Val. It hits the low down, DDT to Val, followed by a kick out, power slam to D'Lo. Um, and I'm just going to, I feel like there's a lot going on here. So uh, D'Lo, uh, one of the sloppiest power bombs ever. Dude, he almost killed him. Uh, he, he tries he to him down gently. He tries to pick up Val Venus for a power bomb and just kind of drops him on his head and then tries to go for it again. Well, at first it felt like um, Val didn't want to go with it. Yeah. He yeah. tried to pick him up and Val didn't budge. I feel like there's a lot of smacked him on the back. Then he was like, oh, we're doing this spot. I feel Hello, like there's a lot of like arguing between each other, like it, with yeah. people in matches at this time. Politicking within the ring, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you got to make me look better. I'm not going to make you look better. I got to look good, you know. That but I'm the new porn star. 
what that's the thing is like i was a kid i was like what porn were you in like i, I was always i just wanted to see the the video yeah but he wasn't a porn he, i think he was pretty ashamed that grannies like it val okay uh dilo <laughs> he hits the running power bomb val dodges the frog splash uh val then rips off dilo's chest protector and puts it on himself the ref you see how spongy it is yeah the ref jimmy cordera uh is pleading with val to take off the vest uh, and then accidentally crotches Val on the uh, on the ring post. Although it doesn't phase him too much because uh, he hits an atomic drop um, and uh, Val goes to the top rope again, pushes the ref out of the way. Ref calls for the bell and uh, it's a DQ win for D'Lo Brown. A DQ for D'Lo. Uh, it was a 4 out of 10. Match wasn't that great. Uh, the beginning was really slow and despite the brief spots uh, or the brief sprints, of good parts of this match. Uh, it was a dumb as fuck finish. Yeah, so everybody's disappointed in the finish, and we're supposed to pop after with what happens next? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, the, not, first off, not a good way to start a show. Um, yeah, and then Val just beats up the referee and gives him the money shot, and what? which is the flying body splash from the top rope. So your face is doing... Is just beating up the ref. I... I wonder if we're close to that ref strike. Is that coming up later or did that already happen? Nonetheless, uh, it was dumb. Next up, we have Michael Cole with Mankind backstage. Uh, apparently, the hearse that pulled into the arena earlier belonged to Mankind. And it was uh, a special ride to take uh, Kane out of the arena tonight. Uh, because apparently, Kane and Undertaker have joined forces recently. They're brothers. They're hanging out. But I think it's more of like a mutual respect at this point. Like... Yeah, you're my brother. I'll do stuff with you, but just, just uh, we're not gonna hang out all the time. You know, I still do my thing. You do yours, and we'll see each other on Thanksgiving. And Paul I, will I bring go you bowling on Tuesdays. And he was just like, "I will see you, Dad." <laughs> uh, Mankind now wishes uh, the sledgehammer that uh, he's gonna use the sledgehammer that was left behind by Austin earlier or for later tonight. So he wants to use it. That sledgehammer comes into play later. Keep an eye on that sledgehammer. Next up, we have Kai and Tai versus the Oddities. Uh, everyone come see the greatest show. Gather up all the boys and juggalos. I believe it's juggahoes they said in the song, but I didn't want to go there, but I did. Uh, <laughs> ICP, um, it, they, another moment of the show where they copyright laws. They took it out, and um, it was a bummer, you know? At least they didn't play the overdubbed music of the oddities where it was just like the one from last week's heat. Yeah. Where they just like played like whistles and bells and like they mm -hmm. made them look like the one thing I did like about this match is I thought there were some good spots that Kai and Tai was getting off on like, you know, Golga and Silva, you know, the, the triple team spots. Mm -hmm. They were fun. Uh, um, Silva, he he gets some good Andre the Giant spots with them. Uh, but at the end of the match, had Golga hit a body splash to Kai and Tai, a pin in the win, another 4 to 10 match. It, 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 what, how long Two was it? Ten. 10 minutes. 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, it felt like way longer. 10 minutes and 10 seconds. It should have been 6, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, there's a Method Man sighting. Oh, no. that I mean, that's later tonight, but I will talk about that now. Why wasn't Method Man put ringside? That yeah. is ridiculous. Method Man... Method Man, bought his own ticket. Vince should have went up to him and said, uh, excuse me, Mr. Man, uh, I want to bring you down to ringside and uh, I want to show you off to the fans. And you're a big WWF fan. And I, I, To be fair, to be fair, they eventually do. And they even 
drafted him to be on the John Cena theme. Okay. His entrance for a little bit. Do you remember that? <sighs> okay. I can't. I get our producer showing us something. I don't know what it is. Anyways. What was it, Jose? I don't know. I couldn't see. It was Anyways. too bright. Anyways, uh, the SummerSlam bus is outside. Oh, Dave Meltzer. Oh. Anyways, uh, we get a shot of the SummerSlam bus outside. A very old school 90s looking bus just chilling outside of the uh, Madison Square Garden Arena. Um, what was it about the 90s and tour buses? Like, I felt like the 90s was really big into tour buses. You know, um, maybe because the movie La Bamba came out and everybody was worried about flying the small aircraft. Like everything I saw <laughs> was just tour bus, tour bus. Like someone would have a, their tour. I'm like, all right, man. There was MTV Cribs in the tour Real bus. Real world road rules. They went from like um, having the Winnebago to having a tour bus. I'm like, all right, man. Mm-hmm. That's 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 cool. Anyways, uh, the uh, the oh the, the Lex Express. The Lex Express was another tour bus that they uh, that they often showed off on WWE. Let's go to our next match, though. X Pac versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, got 11 minutes and 11 seconds, so make a wish. Um, Holy crap, I completely jumped that. My bad. Well, oh, you know <laughs> what? It, it was such a good opener. I thought that I was won't be mad at opener. you, but the person yeah. sitting watching the video right now is very angry at you because they're not going to get the, the C- City Wrestling J experience for this match. It's okay. I got some good notes on this, though. All right. Uh, I don't know why. In the 90s, you couldn't say piss, but in the 70s, you can show boobs on TV and say fuck. Like, I don't know. Different different times. Yeah. You drop M-bombs in the 70s. Like, yeah. if you yeah. ever watch uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah. yeah. Those little rascals were some racist bastards. <laughs> uh, X-Pac comes out with the newest member of DX, Howard Finkel, who was an honorary member of DX for the night. Because I felt like the most face person in DX was X-Pac. He was always the one to like reach out to people and do community service for DX. Like mm-hmm. he was Kane's tag team partner. He's helping Howard Finkel kind of reacclimate to society. You know, getting him back into the ring after he being the, brutally attacked earlier. He was the DX ambassador. Exactly. Uh, X Pac and Fink they come out to the ring. They do the pyro and uh, X Pac says, "Well, we're gonna beat you tonight, and we got two words for you." And Finkel just yells, "Suck it!" And it's great. And I'm just, I was like, oh. <laughs> Finkel, I miss you. I love you, buddy. Uh, Jeff Jarrett attacks Pac, though, as soon as the, he turns his back. Uh, X-Pac has a nice crossbody to Jeff Jarrett from the turnbuckle, though, and Jeff Jarrett got, falls onto the floor, or to Jeff Jarrett on the floor. Uh, X-Pac crotched on the post by Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett, though, throws Pac um, into all four. Uh, God, I needed to review my notes before I do this sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but it was a nice okay. tornado DDT to... Um, to Jeff Jarrett. Uh, fans are actually into X-Pac at this part of his career because they're oh, chanting yeah, for him. Yeah. And then you hear Finkel ringside. Come on, baby. You got this. Let's go. <laughs> Woo. I love you, baby. I'm like, why do you keep calling X-Pac baby? Uh, backdrop to Jeff Jarrett. Both men are down. We have a Bronco Buster. Jarrett, though, fights back with a bump into uh, X. Just a bump. He just bumps into mm-hmm. him. Um, and then, uh, Jr. at one point says, uh, well, Fink thinks he's Bill Parcells out there. Oh God. I didn't catch that. I was like, all right, Jr. You just, <laughs> all right. Uh, Fink is on the apron, uh, trying to inform the ref that there was a low blow at some point. I didn't see it. Uh, Jeff Jarrett strikes Fink X factor to Jeff Jarrett kick out as uh Pac though is going for the X factor. You can see Southern justice kind of waiting for their cue mm. coming down to the ring. You could see their silhouettes behind the mm-hmm. gate 
They're just like problem all night long. Okay, go, 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 go. Uh, Knight distracts the ref while Canterbury swings the tiny guitar at X-Pac. But Pac hits a nice looking stunner on him on the ropes. X-Pac then grabs the child size guitar and swings it at Jeff Jarrett, hits him in the head, the pin and the win. Wasn't what happened to all the dust that was inside the guitars? Remember that? Oh, they, like they put sawdust in it at some point. The chalk. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't re- remember that though. They had a better effect. It was mostly an NWA, WCW thing. Uh, Xbox gets the pin, the win. It was a five out of ten for me. I don't know how to feel about this match because parts of me want to like it, um, but it just wasn't that good. And uh, I will say this though: they did build the f- they did build this match up over time. Yeah, yeah. No, for me, this is definitely this definitely should have been the opener of the night. Instead of what we got, like Actually, the first yeah, would, it would have been a like way better opener. Game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the match, uh, Southern Justice, um, uh, I believe our producer Michael Vergara wants to chime in. Uh, hey, everybody! Oh. This is me. I just this is going to be like one of the few times I'll inter interject on this review. I will just say, um, watching back on any of those Attitude Era shows, uh, Sean Waltman, X Pac has aged the best out of everybody in the Attitude Era. Oh, he yeah. is an underrated You know it, Daddy. He looks good. It. He looks good now. He looks good now. He was. He looks great. Watch him. Watch his match Catapult Carnage against The Rock, 98. If that's going to be a future review, I'll be in it. I think so. I think it is. It's definitely, I mean, it's, it's 90. What? When did it take place in 98? Uh, I think that was like an, like it was a British only show. It might actually um, be coming up I when I was looking at the, the reviews. Okay. But. Well, Nonetheless, I just want to, I want to give, I'm you're just putting it out. I want to let everybody know Sean Waltman, X-Pac, great wrestler, X-Pac heat. I don't know, man. It seems kind of unwarranted. I think you, you only know, got that's X- me. Yeah. I, B show. He definitely has the most that. hair out of all DX. Uh, I think with X-Pac heat, you're just, you're dealing with the X factor. I got everything I ever wanted and I never get that back. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, Southern Justin tries to take Southern justice, tries to take Jeff. Turn off your mic. Yeah, we need to put a squawk box effect on his mic. Uh, after the match, Southern Justice tries to take Jeff Jarrett away uh, before the obligatory haircut. Uh, but New Age Outlaws come out um, to even the odds, followed by draws and the headbangers to hold Jarrett down. And uh, apparently the clippers they got for this were like really cheap, and they stopped working the second they started using them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like it hurt, too. Yeah, so then they had to get some actual shears to the ring. Someone ran down some scissors. They started cutting it up, cutting up his hair, and it took about five minutes. And it was just, it's like, all right, can we just go to the next segment? Yeah, just cut some if, of the if hair. If anybody, if anybody can burn time, it's definitely Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, that's when we got the meth man sighting in the crowd. Then we have mm-hmm. Don Hendricks, quote unquote, Don Hendricks, hyping up the Lions Dead match coming later tonight. Uh, Michael Cole with the Rock backstage. Cole wants to know what the Rock is thinking after attacking Triple H with the IC title earlier in the night, heading into his match. And uh, The Rock just says he wants to slap the yellow out of the teeth of Michael Cole. And um, I love how Michael Cole goes, okay, Rock, well, well, shut up. Back to you jabronis at ringside. (laughs) Uh, He's learning. He's getting it. Oh, I I think this was the night, man. I'll get there later. Uh, Mark Merrill and Jacqueline versus Sable and the mystery partner. Who can it be? uh, This match got about 8 minutes, 26 seconds. Sable comes out. She reveals that her mystery partner is the Enigma Edge. You know me. I love how they play his music for a good like two minutes, and they're like, "What? Well, well, who is it? We don't, we don't know. We haven't been watching Heat. We don't know that. Mu- yeah, he had a match. You yeah. know, I know this is his pay per view debut. 
But uh, Edge and Marrow start off the match. Young Edge hits a nice hurricane run on Mark Marrow. Jacqueline tags in and wants a piece of Sable. That's when uh, JR says, This is not intergender rules. This is not Andy Kaufman. Uh, so, it's not Andy Kaufman. You're right. Jacqueline runs from Sable as soon as she gets tagged in. Flapjack to Marrow by Edge. Edge counters the TKO, which a TKO is kind of like an F5 maneuver. It looks um, very F5-ish, but which it, is weird. it has a RKO at the end of it. Which is weird because uh, Sable was with Marrow, and now she's with Brock, and they both do similar finishes. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe Sable's the one that taught them both. I don't know. Uh, but Edge counters a TKO into a DDT. Both women, Edge is so grunge. Edge is really good in this match. Edge is really mm-hmm. good in general. But uh, Sable gives Jackie the worst ever strikes kicks and toss i've ever seen no the punches on the ground were the worst it was just like uh uh yeah uh. worse than the ones that we saw with uh aw with uh, what, what oh uh ray phoenix yeah 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 uh sable eventually hits a tko on jacqueline marrow breaks up the count uh sh- sable strikes uh marrow uh suicide crossbody to marrow edge tosses marrow into the ring stairs jackie Jumps on the back of Edge, uh, draping neckbreaker. Samoan drop to Edge. Hurricane Ronda Marrow. Um, eventually Which at the end, good, by the way. Eventually Boston at the Marrow. end, yeah. No, Mar- If this match was Mark Marrow versus Edge, it would have been really good. Oh, mm-hmm. It would have been really, really good. Uh, Edge t- um, hits a downward spiral on Marrow. He then picks up Sable, slams her onto Marrow, which is a nice, nice spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but this match sucked. It was a three out of ten. Um, yeah, you know, good guys win. What are you gonna do, Philip? Uh, yeah. It's the era. That this is your mid card. You know, this is the reason why WCW was always dominant around no. this time no. over WWF, then known as WWF, because they had an awesome mid card. You were there from the beginner to the end, just anticipating every match. These downers are really killing the pay per view, man. Uh, Sable though is um, not that good. Well, she's 1998. Good. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Shocking to say. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going on a limb here. Half of her job is not to wrestle. That's true. Uh, Michael Cole backstage with Mankind, and uh, Mankind's informed that Kane will not show up tonight. Therefore, he, therefore, he'll have to go alone in the match against New Age Outlaws. Uh, Mankind considers relinquishing the titles. When Michael asks me, he says, "Are you going to relinquish the titles?" Mankind says. Well, you know what, Michael? Oh, I can't do a mankind. That was really bad, mankind. <laughs> but um, he that says, was close. I'll pass. he says, he says, why don't we? He goes, Michael, says, you got to give the fans what they want tonight. And he goes, well, why don't you join me in the ring and we'll get our ass kicked? Maybe I'll go play in traffic, you know, because <laughs> uh, mankind's been doing ever since he's been thrown off the uh, the top of the hell in the cell. He's been kind of playing this like he does too much for the fans. The fans don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> is no, he? No. Um, Remember when you did this? Remember you did that? And he was like, yeah, yeah, but this is a little different. Uh, Mankind then, uh, uh, or sorry, uh, McMahon comes in. He walks up to Mankind to try to calm him down. He says, um, you know, he says, they took my car. They took my sledgehammer. They yeah. took my partner. What else can I do? He says, you, you can't, you can't drop the time. You got to go out there and fight and we'll, we'll make it work. I have a plan. I said, oh, okay. Well, the new age outlaws tonight, I have 13 words for them. How much <laughs> wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I, I have to. And he walks away. It was great. And I loved Good it. Good job, Mick. Good and, job. Uh, 
And uh, he did count A, the the letter A as a word. And uh, it counts. It it counts. You know, it is he. He is a an English scholar. That is true. You're trying to hurt me, mommy. Bang bang. Uh, so then, uh, I love how Vince he, he gives him some random garbage. He goes, "Here, I'm gonna give you everything on a silver platter." And it was just like it was literally a catering tray and An aluminum platter and uh, some candles. So uh, then we have the Lions Den match: Owen Hart versus Ken Shamrock. Uh, nine I'm, minutes. I'm not gonna lie. I thought this was gonna be a disaster of a match, but I was entertained and enthralled. They trained very well. The thing is, is that I don't like MMA stuff. So, like some of this mm-hmm. match, I'm like, it was too. <laughs> like, I get this look, like from people. People look at me all the time, just like you're crazy. And I, I don't well, know. MMA back then was more ground and pound. It was more on the all right, ground. Just let all people know, I was the one, Corey, giving the look. Uh, MMA was in a completely different place in 1998, and to see mm-hmm. uh, WWE give a fair shake in this mount, like. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a hundred. It was a hundred times more exciting than a regular MMA fight from back then. Yeah, um, you had people fighting in geese back then. That's way more interesting, honestly. Like it was kind of like if we talking like about in the, like, fir- no, like in the first MMA, clothes. like in the first UFC, you got like a three hundred pound man like fighting like no. like, crazy. A, like well, just some dude in a gi, and it's just like oh shit, this is a street fighter. So five years, you know, five years later, yeah. you got like. You got this. You got Owen Hart doing whatever he's got doing. It's anyway, Corey, yeah. take us in there. Uh, you can't hear anything going on in the uh, what? They're not in the main arena. They're in like the Madison Square Garden, like theater, mm-hmm. which is like just like some amphitheater. And um, you can't hear anything going on because of the acoustics. And Shamrock, Jesus Christ, this guy was over like mother effing Rover, man. Everyone loved him. And I mean, I loved him when I was younger, too, but he is just the like ideal like badass out there you know mm-hmm. uh and he still looks the same today yeah shamrock and control in the match um uh early le- leading into ripping off owen hart's shirt and choking him with it uh we cool. have a superman stomp to owen hart as shamrock jumps off the cage cool gives him a stomp to the ground owen hart fights back and uh, begins striking a uh, shamrock flying forearm to owen shamrock uh goes for another one of the flying forearms and Owen catches him, uh, slams him into the mat. Shamrock locks in the ankle lock and, uh, he wins by submission. I can't rate this match just because I don't think it's fair. Um, it was good. It was, it was fun. It was very crisp and everyone, like they both guys looked really good in the match. Yeah. This, this could only be pulled off by the likes of an Owen Hart and a Ken Shamrock. You can't put in the rock and Dan Dan, Dan Severin could have done it, but, yeah, 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 but it takes a special kind of talent to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just too bad that this cage is so. But any of the rest, like the 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 WWF performers at the time, Owen Hart would have been the highest rated person. Some mm-hmm. might say mm-hmm. this was the prototype for one brawl for all. Was this pre brawl no, for no, all? No, 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 no. Brawl for all almost, just happened. Right? This is post. Yeah. Okay. This so they learned all the <laughs> shit that they that happened from the brawl. Well, we for fucked all. up. That's <laughs> like brawl. you know, fuck it, octagon. We might as well just go all the way with it. Yeah, it was, it was weird because it was like octagony, but it was like it, it was very uh, it was a very tall structure. It was, uh, and it was like V like, yeah. so the referee had to stand on top and go in a circle. I like couldn't that, be though. in the middle. I like that was that. dope. I know, dude. Everything about this match I like, but it's something that's special and specific to particular wrestlers. Yeah. It's not for everyone. Yeah. 
Then we have Michael Cole with Stone Cold backstage. Michael Cole with Cold. Uh, Austin says he respects Taker, but he'll cheap shot his way to keeping the title because he'll do anything it takes. So, yeah, yeah whatever. Makes sense. Uh, Mankind in a two-on-one handicap match versus New Age Outlaws. Can I just say? Yes. Ever, even back then, I had a super distaste for New Age Outlaws. To me, they just didn't fit the DX attitude. This guy appropriating braids. <laughs> well, um, yeah. The uh, the badass just didn't come off as a badass, and you know, kisses on the short truly turned me off. Yeah. And yeah. Just these two dudes, just they were posers. I mean, they're trying to be cool in a cool faction, and they were posers. Uh, they. they... Yeah, Billy Gunn had sweats on. Looking back, I liked them when I was younger, but looking back, they give off a rapey vibe. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know what else to say about it, but they do. Uh, and they're Billy like wear sweats. They're supposed wear to be the, they're supposed to be the faces in this match, but they're just like beating the shit out of mankind yeah, yeah. with like weapons the entire match. So the New Age Outlaws they come out to the ring. Uh, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Hold on. In that Austin promo right before this too, there's a red dumpster behind him. So it's just, it's right behind him. Then Foreshadowing. The New Age Outlaws come out, pushing the same red dumpster out to the ring with a bunch of weapons in it. Uh, outlaws go right after Mankind. They're wearing South Park shirts because, you know, that's cool. Uh, Billy Gunn and Mankind duel with chairs. Back and forth, uh, cookie sheet shots to Mankind's head. Mankind, uh, oh, we could hear somebody typing. I love it. Mm. Uh, we could take it on both men, fighting them back and forth. Outlaws slam mankind into the dumpster head first. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. Uh, JR says, I, I'd like a dollar for every concussion mankind has had. And I go, you're an evil man. <laughs> that guy's yeah. going to have CTE one day and you're going to have $15 in the bank account. Are you going to feel good about yourself? Okay, guys, one last time. Um, just going to interject and, and let you all know, Kurgan is good. Kurgan? Why Kurgan? What's up with Kurgan? What happened to Kurgan? That's his, that's his catchphrase. I thought you guys would catch on to that oh. catchphrase. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, y'all ever played WWF Attitude for the PlayStation 1? Long that was time his, ago. That was the thing he would say. Oh, Kurgan is good. Exactly. <laughs> uh Gun uh, tossed into the table, assisted neckbreaker to mankind, assisted powerbomb through uh, two set-up tables to mankind. Then we have a spike pile driver to mankind. Uh, five out of ten uh, for me. Billy Gunn gets the pin in the win. Uh, it just... Uh, th- why didn't they just, like, end the match early? Like, try to be faces, you know, and just try to win. Not just beat the shit out of mankind for, what, five minutes? Well, this is going somewhere for, for, <clears throat> going somewhere for mankind, right? Like, he was on the verge of yeah. doing, like, a, yeah, major, the breakdown, a major turn. The breakdown. Yeah. So one interesting fact about uh, Kai and Tai, uh, one person off off that group, one Dick Togo, uh, part of last night's main event of the summer struggle of Tetsuya Naito and Evil. Yeah. So uh, well, Dick Togo's go. been making the rounds lately. Been making the rounds. Bullet Club. And some would say, some you know, some Bullet Club, Dick Togo, Cactus Jack, he goes bang, bang, back to the match. <laughs> <laughs> they throw Mankind into the dumpster. Um, they try to roll it away, but out pops Kane. It's got to be Kane. And he reveals oh. the missing sledgehammer from earlier in the night. Kane strikes Ooh. mankind with the sledgehammer. But I love how you don't see the strike. Kane just goes. <laughs> like, okay. Give JR props for selling that. Did you hear that? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Did you hear it? You hear the flesh. You hear the flesh. It's going. It's ripping off her skin. 
Uh, Triple H and Mankind. Who is doing all that typing? Who is who is invading us and doing that typing? Uh, uh, Triple H and Man- <laughs> uh, Then we go to my match of the night. Triple H versus The Rock. Uh, so did you know match- Rage Against the Machine made the special appearance? Oh, wait a minute. This That's is- not Zach the LaRocha. That's some... What was the name Imitator. Of like Chad Warren or something like that? I pulled They said his name, yeah. Uh, no, hold Chad on. Chad Kruger from Chad, No, DX theme song uh, band. Um, in I, the DX band. It was Chad something in the DX band. But did you notice Jim Johnson was behind him playing guitar in it? But DX, DX comes out. Uh, it was Chris Warren in the Chris Warren band. Uh, mm. God rest his soul. And uh, our producer's trying to say something to us, but we can't hear a thing he's saying. He forgot he muted. Uh uh, yeah, Chris Warren passed he away. He's a cousin of Triple H, who has since passed away. He's Triple H's Aww. cousin. Pobrecito. Hey, I think he's related to him. Well, they seem very close because Triple H comes out and they are just rocking out. And if yeah, they have the he, same nose, that's how they're related. When he threw him on his shoulders, he was nervous. He was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna drop me." And uh, drop me. not to talk ill on Chris Warren or the band, but. <laughs> Oh boy! It's a very, it was a very rage against the machine. They were company. playing in a garage the week earlier. I'll say it's that. not as bad as when they were like playing the America the Beautiful in that one <laughs> SummerSlam, America and everybody just booed them. Chris Warren did. No, remember uh, WrestleMania when Austin won the title? He was just oh, like yeah. America, and then it was like right after that like garbage <laughs> song. Yeah. Everybody just like booed the crap out of him. Well, you know what? Good for the guy for making the money. Hopefully, his soul is rested, and I don't know what to say. What oh is... yeah, no, Chris. War- I mean, that DX theme is infamous. iconic, infamous, iconic, iconic. Uh, so this, like I said, this is my match of the night. It got about 26 minutes and one second. Uh, Triple H has DX uh, come out to the ring. Oh, and by the way, the live performance, there's like a million camera cuts, like a million. And it keeps cutting back. It'll show him in the ring for like a second. And I'm like, okay, just whatever. Uh, now, um, get let's get into the match. Triple H is rocking out with the band too hard. Uh, that's when Mark Henry comes out to the ring with The Rock, China with Triple H, strikes back and forth be- between the two men. They battle on the outside. Triple H is whipped into the ladder um, on the outside, given a clothesline by The Rock. Triple H, um, oh, so sorry, Rock is, um, he sets up a ladder, um, but also, God, what am I doing? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm all over with my notes. They battle back and forth, Rock focusing on the leg of Triple H that he took out earlier. I know, center. Center the notes. They battle back and forth. Rock focusing on the leg. Uh, Rock places his right uh, Triple H's right leg in the ladder and proceeds to stomp down. Rock then sets up the ladder between the ring and the barricade um, and drops Triple H knee first onto the ladder, which looked pretty pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just get the Rock, just the slow, methodical pacing of him going to the ladder. And uh, he was so slow. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Just, uh. Uh, Mark Henry eventually tosses another ladder into the ring, and Jr. is just baffled. Like, what? Two ladders? You you gotta be kidding me! And it, I think it's like the third ladder match in WWE history. The first one that doesn't involve Shawn Michaels. So mm-hmm. uh, Henry is uh, holding Triple H back. China hits Henry with a forearm. Triple H knocks Rock off the ladder yet again, knocking him out of the ring. That's when Trip hits a baseball slide into the ladder, into the Rock's face, busting him open. And that's when JR says, he, he I think so, yeah, because there, there was a clear cut. And it was very thin. 
Uh, the Rock, uh, well, that's when Jared says, Dad, you'll only see a man do a baseball slide into a ladder into a man's <laughs> face on WWF. I'm like, <laughs> he's not lying. Yeah, you're not lying there. Uh, beautiful DDT to Triple H by uh, The Rock. Both men climbing the ladder. Rock pushes Trips off the top of the ladder into a ladder that was set into the corner, but Trips knocks into the ladder, knocking both men down. Chair shots to The Rock while he's holding the ladder. And uh, eventually we get the people's elbow while using the ladder as assistance. Uh, because, you know, if you do it, the move to a ladder while it's on top of you, it's going to hurt you 10 times more. Uh, Rock climbs the ladder slowly. So Trip pulls him down, kind of pulls his uh, his underwear down a Chonies. little bit. Yeah. Uh, Henry tosses uh, the powder into Triple H's eyes, a move that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. The two men battling on top of the ladder. That's when China gets in the ring, give Rock gives Rock a low blow. And uh, that low blow. Triple H gets up there, gets the pin or not the pin. Sorry. Nope. He just grabs the title. <laughs> yeah. And grabs the title Absolutely. for the win. This match gets a seven out of 10. In my opinion, uh, the fans are really into it. Both men gave it their all. And I think this is, like I said, the third ladder match in WWE history. The only thing I didn't like are things that I can't have too much control over. Uh, the slow methodical pace was a little jarring and mm-hmm. it was 1998, not a spot fest in 2020. Okay, well, yeah, fun match. Uh, these guys aren't known in their history to be big risk takers, um, and everything seems very telegraphed. Yeah. Even even though you you know you got them going above and beyond their Call of Duty, uh, great storytelling. Um, every single cheat known to man has been used in this match. You know, there was ladders, there was powder, there was uh, yeah, kick, you know, sliding baseball slides into the ladders. There was oh, China. a baseball slide into a ladder into a man's head. You're right. The China doing the low blow. Every single cheat you can do was used, and it, it was just used the right way to elevate the match. And I just had a blast, dude. It, this was great match. When great nostalgia doesn't fail. Yeah. Uh, then we go. Oh, no, sorry. So after the match, we have what is said to be exclusive home video footage. So at first, I thought this was like one of those things where it was like a documentary, and I'm like, oh, well, it actually. was legit at first. Yeah. And they're following the Rock backstage from the match. Um, yeah, going to his locker room and it's really cool. Cause you see like Luna walking past him. You see people just like, like, where's Undertaker? Where's Undertaker? Let's get him out Did here. Did you see, you see the sign of the room he walked into? No. What's that? It was Vince McMahon's room. Oh, oh. and it was dark. That. It was, you know, it was blacked out. So he was probably in gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, so rock walks in there and then they cut. And oh, he's, and talking, then it cuts to he's the... talking, you know, normal with the dude that's like escorting him to the back. This room right here, this room right here. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when uh, he goes into the back and they turn on the lights, promo time. Yeah, he I, and uh, Brock. Uh, so, I think this is the moment where the, the Rock fully went into full Rock mode and capital said, R. Yeah, capital R. Erased the Y forever. Uh, he cuts his promo. It says, "You know what, you jabroni? I'm gonna lay the smackdown." Oh, it's really bad, Rock too. God, I gotta work on my impressions. It's okay though. Um, but yeah, no, he did a great rock promo and yeah, this is literally the last time he held the IC title because we're coming up yeah, on summer. This, he, moved, he moved up. Yeah. After yeah. this, he moved up into the stratosphere. Some would say, mm-hmm. uh, then we go to our main event of the night, the undertaker versus stone cold, Steve Austin the match. that took about 20 minutes and 52 seconds, which felt like about 35 minutes, 40 minutes. And dude, the crowd was hot after that big break. And that yeah. exhausting ladder match. Yeah. I don't know how they had the energy to carry it into this match, but you know what? 
but this match, it, it was a total slobber knocker. They come out. It, okay, I will say this. Very good wrestling match by two legendary wrestlers. Yes. Because these guys were legitimately wrestling. They and weren't they legit going, hurt. They weren't going out there and trying to just, you know, just do a couple moves. They were literally wrestling each other. Yeah, and it, if you notice, it started off really, really fast. Yeah. And then came to a screeching halt when um, Stone Cold almost got concussed. Yeah. Well, because... And then everything had to slow down and they had to recuperate and recover. Yeah. And then they ramped it back up and that's when it became a dope match again. Uh, the two uh, had this weird lockup in the beginning of the match for like 30 seconds where they just traded arm wrenches and then just let go. So... Uh, it, that happened. Uh, Taker catches Austin, though, going for a Luthez press and slams him into the ropes. They battle again. Kane comes out, and Taker says, Get out of here, Kane. I don't want you. You're not wanted here. Go home. Mom wants help making lasagna. <laughs> that was that was cool, but did you notice that Austin almost broke um, – Undertaker's arm when he went for that hard punch. No. Or the old school, as they call it now. Oh, well. Uh, so he went for the old school, and Austin went for an arm drag off the top. Yeah. But he held on a little bit too long and almost pile drove his whole yeah. arm into the mat. I was like, oh my God, Undertaker's going to break his arms. Uh, Taker then choke slams Austin from the ring into the apron. Uh, they battle through the crowd, and it's total mob mentality when you're battling through the crowd in 1998. Yeah. Because yeah, everyone just crowd surfing too. Oh, everyone just swarmed like they swarmed around. I'm like, what's going on? That that was one thing that I hated from shows that I kept noticing. Remember when you would sit near the aisle at a wrestling show back in the day, mm-hmm. and then everybody once a wrestler's coming down, they would all run down your <laughs> aisle, and you're like, yo, whoa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on my bubble, I'm on my bubble right here, six feet. Um, <laughs> Austin goes for a stunner, but Taker evades. Uh, Taker sets up Austin on table on the outside, goes for a top turnbuckle, gives Austin a leg drop through the table off the turn uh, through the announcer's table um, before Shane McMahon started doing it. And And it wasn't clean either. He was a little botchy. uh, Taker brings Austin back into the ring, goes for the pin, but Austin gets his shoulder up. Luthez to the Austin elbow to Taker. Austin uh, was looking for a stunner, but then both men awkwardly just fell down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Uh, choke slam to Austin. Uh, both men battle for their finisher, trying to get their finisher off. Austin crouched on the top rope, side rush and leg sweep, and uh, Taker then goes like you were saying. This is the spot we were talking about. He goes for the old school. No, this is, he went for it twice. This is the second time. Oh, it's the second time. This is the second. Uh, time. Where a second time where he tries to go for old school. Um, Austin hits him with a low blow. Um, I don't know why the ref didn't DQ him because he was looking right at him. You know, I, I, he didn't see him. According to Jr., he know. didn't see him. Uh, stunner to Taker, uh, pin win. Um, I give this about a six out of ten in my opinion. Some would say it was a really great match, and like it was one of the greatest matches. But I wouldn't say greatest matches, but it was really, 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 really. really it was really good, good drama. It was good, good wrestling drama match show. by wrestlers. Two okay, yeah. This was a solid wrestling match by two legends. You don't see get to do this anymore, and it was really good to see these guys in their prime. That being said, the slow pace of this match was killing me at times. I'm telling you, it was due to injury, man. It was that one move where, uh, you know, when somebody gets thrown to the ropes, yeah. Undertaker went down and Stone Cold kicked him. Yeah. When Undertaker threw his head back up, he smashed Stone Cold in the forehead. And that's when Stone Cold laid uh, out on the ground. He was like, oh, crap, what the hell? Yeah. And from there, he was woozy. 
for a okay. long time. So uh, after the match, uh, I pull my notes back up. After the match, Taker grabs uh, the title. He's looking at it. And he's like, well, I'm, I want to strike you with this title, but you won fair and square, Austin. So here you go. It's not very undead-like, Corey. I'm going to need a bit more undead from you. This is the Undertaker. Well, he's not super undead yet. He's still just like this, this guy who... Showing a sense of humanity. His bru- He's his... kind of humbled by the fact that Austin got the better of him. And his, his roots was are this... growing out, so. Where, where in the timeline was this in Undertaker? Was this right before American Badass or right before the ministry? This is before I the think ministry. this was right before ministry. The, um, the corporate ministry, right? Well, no, he hasn't. The ministry has not started because Dennis Knight is still in Southern Justice. He has not been kidnapped to be turned into Midian yet. You're right. So. Oh, that makes complete sense. Thank you, Corey. Mm-hmm. No problem. I, I just anytime I'm worried about the WWE timeline, I just say, "What's Dennis Knight doing? <laughs> What's his timeline?" Yeah, <laughs> and then you you automatically figure out. 19... I think there's a Twitter account for that. Hold on, let me check what Dennis Knight is doing. <laughs> what Dennis Knight is doing? Yeah. Uh, then Taker's walking up the ramp, and then Kane, uh, his mom tells him to go pick up his brother from the ring. So he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna walk you home from school, Taker." Thank you, Kane. I don't want anyone taking me to the wrong dressing room. I want to go to my own dressing room. <laughs> Again, wrong Kane. You got to make sure you got to put the, the, the device I on your neck. You know they got that from South Park too, right? Mom said, yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, or, from South Park. Or, or did South Ned, Park doing We're doing it. Or did Ned take it from from them? That's, that's no, the Ned, real Ned is an original. Ned, an original. Ned and Kane are one and the same. That's weird how Uh-oh. that kind of rhymes. Nonetheless, um, I want to go in. That was the whole show before we wrap things up and maybe do an unboxing. Um, I want to talk about the star ratings that Dave Meltzer gave the show because we can talk about that because why not? Uh, D'Lo Brown versus Val Venus got a 1.75 star rating. Okay, makes sense. The yep. Oddities versus Kai and Ty got a negative two star rating. Ugh. Okay, well, I would have that's given it really, That's really low. 5. That's really low. Like one or a point five. X-Pac versus Jeff Jarrett. Hair versus hair. Three stars. Three, yep. Edge and Sable versus Jacqueline and Mark Merrill. 1.5 stars. Here's the thing. I thought that match was worse than the Oddities match. <laughs> Just saying. My opinion. Mm, not me. Ken Shamrock. Uh, Owen Hart. Lions End match. 3.5. 3.5 stars. Yep. New Age Outlaws uh, versus Mankind. No DQ match. Uh, Three, two on even. one. One star. Ooh. Triple H versus The Rock, ladder match for the IC title. 4.5. 4.25 stars. Mm. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. 4.25. Three and a half stars. Wow. I thought it was better than that, but okay. So, that was SummerSlam 1998, and uh, are we uh, doing anything else, or Jose? Unbox um, that, Jose. Unbox should we it. unbox, or should we wait to unbox for tomorrow's pay-per-view? Well, you're already teasing us. So you might as well do it now. Wait, no, we could tease it for the next day. All right. You know, give them an incentive, you know. We've got to build to the next show. Remember does that mean that? does that mean I can only buy Cody? Because like you Michael, you have Kenny, um, Jose, you have Jericho. So I have to he get was Cody. the last he was the last one. I want to get I don't want to get the Bucks. Wait, Jericho was the last one in Richmond. Who else was there? Kenny Omega. There were like two or three. Oh damn straight. I would have I would Um Did you see any G.I. Joe's there? I didn't go. My brother actually went. All right. Well, that was SummerSlam 1998. <laughs> All right. SummerSlam 1998. We will be back uh, if you're watching this when it gets uploaded to, tomorrow or today for the WWE 
payback. Why are you uh, doubting me, Corey? This is going to get uploaded as soon as possible. Well, we don't know. They could be watching this in 2025, for all I know. True. Hey, if YouTube processing algorithms has anything to show by it. You know, and if you are watching this in 2025 and you want to know what happens at Payback. Then they fucked up. If you want to know what happened at Payback 2020, check out that video. We can't click give a link to it because <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, so. I'm sorry. I'm about like two beers in, so this is going to go great. <laughs> guys, nice. don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful night. Bye. I'm on the highway. Dance more exotically. Hello, ladies. Okay, now we're going to get demonetized. Okay, see you guys later. Bye.